Hi, I'm Jess Porter. Welcome to The List. I am speaking today with Iris Murray, who is a new friend of mine, whom I met this summer when I went home to Canada. Uh, Hi, Iris. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Jess. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. It's so good to have you here. I'll just give some background. I met you. You are my cousin's girlfriend, and we had never met before, and he met you because you worked in a nursing home that my uncle, his father, was living in for the last year and a half of his life and eventually died in. And when my aunt and my cousin brought my uncle to that nursing home, apparently you were the first person they met there. Do you remember that moment? Yes, I will never forget. I was uh, on duty. So when they came to to the illness and they came to my unit, I was working and I welcome I welcome uh, Dana and Rob and, and Beth. Yeah, it was the, the first time that I, I, that's what I met all of them. I don't remember. Wow. I, I will never forget. So you come from Mexico. Yes, I do. Yes. Which part of Mexico? Mexico, um, I come from a place called Veracruz. And by the way, I just want to say Feliz Dia de los Muertos. Today is mm. November 1st, the day yes. of the dead. And it's just an amazing celebration of life happening in, in Mexico right now. Yes. So, so what happens what I was, on the day of the dead? What happens? Um, so we remember the ones that already left for a better life, and uh, we, uh, we built something called ofrenda, which is kind of a shrine, and we just decorate with flowers, and the flower is, um, is the marigold flower, and a picture of, of the person that, you know, that you already left mm. this world. Can be family members, friends. And then you put a little item that they used to like when they were alive. Uh, it's very, very colorful. And, and let's say he liked beer when he was alive. So I would <laughs> play a, a beer. And, mm. uh, and we believe that tonight um, they come to visit, and they will enjoy the treats that they wow. once enjoyed when they were alive. Alive, yes. So that's one of the that's one of the many celebrations. Uh, you can go to the cemetery and have mariachi music. You don't you don't feel sad. You feel mm-hmm. happy because they're gonna come. They're gonna visit. They're gonna have a good time, and it's a way to celebrate. Celebrate their lives. Very, very important uh, tradition in Mexico. It sounds fantastic. I mean, I just, three friends of mine have passed away in the last few months. And so I just had death sort of in my face a little more than one normally does, or at least at this age. And, you know, it brings up the question sort of, where do you put that person in your heart? Where do you put them in your memory? How do you honor them? How you know, it, how do you move forward without them? And it sounds so intelligent 
to have a day where you get to reconnect with that spirit because otherwise I think you're sort of connecting with that person some of the time and, other, and, and feeling guilty that you're not connecting with them more of the time. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a little muddy. <laughs> And yes, you can feel yeah. a little guilty or a little sad and knowing that there's this day where everyone says, like, yes, we have lost people and yet they are still here in our hearts or even in the spirit world. How fantastic. Exactly. Today more than ever, uh, uh, you reconnect with them again. They're always there. They're always in your heart. Mm-hmm. But today is a day to... To actually, you know, just just be be happy that they are are still present somehow in in your in your life, and mm-hmm. and to honor them, yeah. and um, and we always um, we see death as a as a way of um, you. It's not like your life ended. Your mm-hmm. life carries on carry on just in a different level. So mm-hmm. we like to celebrate death. So today is the day. Wow. Um, When did you come to Canada and why? Well, I came to Canada, it's going to be, wow, it's hard to believe, but it's going to be 26 years ago. And I came because to, I mean, I love Mexico, but I wanted always to live and just experience other things. Mm -hmm. Just kind of um, be out of my comfort zone. I always Mm -hmm. um, wanted that. And and I felt like, and I don't know, like I never belong. I just don't know if I'm saying this the right thing, but uh, like I, I love my family and I love my way of life, but I always thought that I it will be more interesting if I go somewhere and uh, and just experience and learn new things. So I came here to to Montreal. That's where I arrived. Um, to learn, well, to to improve my English and learn French, and then I just decided to stay. Yeah. And you were how old? Yes, I was 19 when I arrived to Montreal. Um, I have three beautiful kids that they are teenagers now, but it's uh, and then uh, work, family, and I hope uh, next year uh, I'm able to go and see you know, go back again. Yes. And what do you like about Canada? Um, what I like about Canada is, uh, sorry, what I like about Canada is that it's, um, there is justice. You know, mm-hmm. there is, uh, if you have a problem or something is happening, you can actually rely um, on the government, I would say, or the, or the law. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to respect the law. That's that's one of the things that I like. And a very organized country, you feel free. You feel you don't feel like your life is in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go and I used to go for walks when I was in Montreal. It was like midnight, and I I never felt really really scared of you know walking down the street and. And just feeling that somebody's gonna come and take my purse or my watch or things like mm-hmm. that. So, and then just how many people from other countries are here in, in Canada? 
Mm-hmm. You know, you learn so much about other cultures. Like I never thought I would have very best friend, the first one that I have when I was learning French in Montreal. She was from Japan. And so you learn so much from other people that I couldn't experience back home. Great. Well, shall we do the list? Oh, yes. I am ready for the list. Great. Great. (laughs) All right. I will begin. I had the opportunity to do stand-up comedy twice this weekend. And mm-hmm. it was so much fun. Not only is it fun to just be on stage and do it, it feels like this expansion into the world. And I said to the audience, the second, on the second night I was the MC, so I was on and off the stage many, many times. And right at the end, I just said, thank you so much for participating in this for being humans in a room full of humans, just being together because we need that. We need that. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that I not only enjoy doing it, but that other people enjoy consuming it and we can Mm -hmm. have some more like regular human connection again. I feel like that's in short supply. Yeah. So important, so important, yes. I will say I'm grateful uh, for having a a second heart, or I should say a new heart. Uh, uh, When I came to to Montreal, I was diagnosed with a a heart murmur, and it was was quite big. So Mm. I had those two options, either die from it or get a surgery. So it was Mm. a scary time, but... I will always be, be grateful for for the doctors and the nurses in, in Montreal for taking such a great care of me. And I had my surgery. It fixed my heart. And uh, it was scary at the end because we had a, a little hard time to, to bring the heart to, to work again. But, uh, but they were great. Um, I was lucky to, to come back. And to me, it's, it's one of the things I... To me, it's like I have a, a, a new heart, you know, and, and, and probably bigger than the one I, <laughs> they, they fix it, they make it bigger, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but to me, it's a, a second chance to, to enjoy life again, enjoy life at, at the fullest. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes, it was, it was intense, but I'm grateful to, to be alive and, and to... To, you know, to be able to say that story. I'm going to say I'm grateful for my heart as well. I thought about this just in the last couple of days because I was writing a hypnosis script for this podcast that I'm doing lately to help people fall asleep. And I was doing imagery that was all about like letting all the processes in the body relax and and repair themselves and, you know, all the things that happen when we sleep and we rest. And I got to the heart Mm -hmm. and I struggled with the language around, you know, your heart relaxes. I mean, the truth is, do you really want the heart? How how much do you want the heart to relax? (laughs) Like, you you don't want it to relax all the way. And it suddenly hit me. Oh, my God, this thing is going... 24-7 your entire life. 
Like, the heart that was beating when I was seven years old is still beating at 54. <laughs> it hasn't stopped. Like, that's amazing. insane. Now, I know your other internal organs are not stopping either, but, but the heart is the center <laughs> of it, you know? Like, it's feeding everything. And the idea that this little thing behind the scenes, like underneath my joy, underneath my misery, underneath my fear, underneath a low self-esteem sometimes, arrogance other times, like living my dream, not living my dream, meeting people, loving people, underneath yes. all of it is this little muscle that just refuses to give up until it finally does. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for my heart too. So I will say I'm grateful for uh, being a nurse. I know I said before when I was 17, my mom is a retired nurse. She said to me back then when I was trying to figure out my life, 16, 17, why don't you become a nurse? And I'm like, oh, never. Like, ew, no. But <laughs> now now that I, you know, it's totally different. I, I went for nursing, and to me, it, it was my call. And it's... Mm. I'm happy to say that I'm grateful to work in a field that I really, really enjoy. I really mm. love working with seniors. Uh, when you go to nursing school, you, you have rotations and you experience um, different kind of nursing. Like I went to mental health. I work with mothers and babies. But seniors, for me, was a totally different uh, experience and and for me they are so uh, I have so much respect for them well you, you can learn so much from them mm. um, uh, and I think that comes from since I was I was younger I always um, I used to have this um, uncle that would come and see us and he was like 80 or 70 and I always offered coffee and, and uh, a pastry I was always very attentive to him that he always was, you know, grateful for, for that. And I have still my grandmother, she's still alive. And to me, in a way, I think being a nurse, caring for them is, uh, to me, it's an honor. And I think all the, what I feel about the seniors is all the, the love that I have in my heart that for for circumstances of life, I cannot give to my grandmother because she's far away. I can devote that to them, is the mm-hmm. way I see it sometimes, the way I feel that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just very happy to be working with, to be caring for them as a nurse and as a, as a friend sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all they have. You are their family. <laughs> so I, I am grateful for that. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I think we sometimes forget that an inside an old person is a middle-aged person and a young adult and a teenager mm-hmm. and a child. Mm-hmm. They've seen it all. Yeah. yeah, that's where the respect comes from. Yes. Like, um, I work with the veterans as well. I'm like, they're 85, 90, and, and they were. They, they, they went to war and... And you know they're here now, and, and but they had a they were a child, they were uh, a young 
person and uh, and you know sometimes yeah it's important to always keep in mind that all all the experience that they have were you know throughout their life to keep that in mind i am grateful when i first bought my house someone who was very instrumental in helping me in the process gave me a plant and it's a money tree like a chinese money tree yeah it's very beautiful but a little delicate and it took me a while to figure out how to take care of it so i googled yeah. like what's a, how do you make fertilizer for this and i actually made some homemade fertilizer for it i don't know if it helped that much but i and and the thing is it was it's tricky in terms of being watered like you want the soil to be pretty much dry before you water it again and that was difficult especially in this climate where it can be very warm in the summer but it's an air conditioning whatever it it's hard to tell given the planter that it's in which is stone like how mm-hmm. dry the soil is so i was screwing up and it was going yellow and i didn't know if that was from too much water or not enough so i went online and i bought a moisture meter that you stick down in the soil and it'll tell you exactly mm-hmm. if the soil is moist or dry and ever since i got my moisture meter the money tree is doing great like i know exactly when to water it and it makes me like stupidly happy i love when a tool does a job that you need and it makes your life better I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. So for $11, I have like saved my money tree, which by the way, if we believe the Chinese like now that I've saved it, I'll make lots and lots of money. So that's good too. <laughs> yeah. So I am grateful grateful for um food. I love food a lot. <laughs> so mm. uh to experience new flavors that uh you know it's always intriguing to me but yeah just as simple as that it just brings me so much joy i guess i'm not the only one <laughs> um i'm not uh, even though i'm a mexican my cooking is not the greatest i would say but i know how to make a you know a, a good taco or 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 anything mm-hmm. but it's just comfort food they call it that just bring me so much uh, especially if i had to watch a movie or or enjoy uh something on the TV and if i'm just snacking or something it's just great for me so as simple as that <laughs> just love mm. eating yeah i guess my next one is that i'm grateful for cooking and i'm often not grateful for cooking because i feel this pressure to do it more than i do do it you know what i mean and i have a whole conversation mm-hmm. in my head about how much i know about macrobiotic cooking specifically and health food and whenever i'm not doing what i know i should do i feel some degree of you know guilt or anger at myself so that's a whole thing but when i can step beyond it and just be in the kitchen and actually cook not only am i grateful for it and especially this time of year as it gets cooler i love not only in LA does it get cooler which thank god it does but 
you know, up in Canada or where I've lived in New England or New York, this time of year where it gets not just cool but cold. Like there's nothing better than stepping into the kitchen and like being in the, the heat and the contraction and the alchemy of yeah. cooking. And yeah. I just cooked today before we got on the phone and, uh, and ate some of the food. And I can't believe I resist cooking so much. It's so insane. But maybe I resist it precisely because it's so great. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we're sort yeah. of perverse, and the more we like something, the more like freaked out we get about it. Yeah, yeah. No, cooking is. Uh, I'm not great at cooking, but uh, but I do enjoy making a, a nice a nice meal that I that I want to enjoy. You know, obviously. Mm. Well, I am grateful for now going back to the talent. You know, having a talent like yours is. Performing, which I mm-hmm. you know is, is amazing to do that. I guess I have a talent, if we can call it that way, to learn. It's easier for me to learn another language. Like mm. when I came to Montreal, I I had to learn French, and it was just took me like probably less than a year. But I I just felt fascinated. Like I'm like, oh, I think it was. If I was not a nurse, I would be working in a translating, you know, you know. Mm. but I just love, I, I feel so attracted to, to, work, to, sorry, to learn another um, language. So I, I, I will say I have a talent for, for that. I'm, I'm learning Italian, which is uh, very, very similar to, to Spanish, so it's not that hard. Mm. <laughs> and it's good for, for your brain as well. But I, I, I'm grateful to have that uh, ability, I will say. Yeah. Yes, I am grateful that the other night I was sitting out on my deck with a friend and suddenly a full-grown owl flew down and landed or alighted, as they say, on the wall Mm -hmm. of my deck about like 25 feet away from us and just sat there and looked at us while we looked Mm -hmm. at it for mm-hmm. a minute and a half. And wow. we even started, Nick made some owl sounds, and the owl responded, but it wasn't with the same <laughs> sounds. It wasn't like, ooh, ooh. It was like, Wah! Like it had this weird screech. I think it was like a screech yes. owl or something. But yes. it was amazing. It was like this thing is huge, and it's right there. And... I'm just so grateful that where I live right now in L.A. is right on the boundary between city and canyon or city and wildlife. And Mm -hmm. I'm not a wildlife person. Like, I don't want to be deep in the wildlife zone. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be within a mile of a gas station and a Starbucks. But... (laughs) <laughs> but I am, and I'm in this weird zone where you have both. And yeah. that was really cool. So I'm really grateful for my owl. My yeah. owl. Notice, Iris, that it's <laughs> now mine. <laughs> Boy, he comes back again. You can just give him a, a, pe- a name, I guess. <laughs> yes. You know. Um, I am grateful for... 
And I just don't know how to call this but for suffering. I don't know. I don't know if it's, mm. it is a real thing or is a real thing, but I am grateful for all the painful experience that I I've been, you know, like just like everybody else, you know, with life sometimes life can be mm. can be a bit painful and uh, like living, living my family, you know, like as much as I wanted to live uh, and experience a, a, a another country, uh, it still brings some sorrow, you know, that you miss mm-hmm. your family uh, or, or part of your culture. Or, but uh, I think that's the right word, kind of struggle, because that really gives you all, gives me uh, a lot of uh, strength. And mm. I learned so many things and gave me the confidence that I have now that I didn't have when I was younger, you know. Uh, and I've been learning so much. Uh, it takes a lot of of, um, of courage to leave everything behind mm. and start again. And that was not easy to do, but I feel grateful that I did it because if I see, if I had to do it again, no matter how hard it was, I'll do it again. Because it helped me to be the iris that I am now. Mm-hmm. Like more confident, self love that, you know, it was uh, it was not there before but now I'm like, Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it is all that experience, you know, it was a whole experience, uh, and a huge experience to to come to Canada and uh but I it gave me a lot of um I learned a lot. I struggle. It was not easy. But that struggle made me become the way I am. So I guess I'm grateful for to struggle, I guess. <laughs> it does mm. it does a way to see it. Yeah. I think that's again. beautiful. It makes perfect sense. And it makes me think my next gratitude is for the pandemic itself. Because mm-hmm. By going through it, the entire world has been in a struggle. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been changed by that. And we've seen parts of ourselves we didn't know were there. And we've gotten stronger. We have to have gotten stronger. And mm-hmm. yet, I don't think we know yet how we've changed. Some ways are obvious, but for the rest of our lives, we will be responding to having gone through this together in some way, shape, or form, whether it's conscious or unconscious. I've noticed that Mm -hmm. online and in our culture, and I think there's lots of reasons for this, social media playing a big role in it, like people have become hard and mean. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like the world is meaner than I mm-hmm. ever knew it was or experienced it as being. And I believe that extremes bring about their opposites. I mean, not totally, like you don't always go from one opposite all the way to the opposite, but if something becomes really, really mean, like we start to crave kindness. We start to yeah. crave connection because you can only be so mean for so long before you realize, like, oh, this hurts. This hurts my heart. Mm-hmm. This hurts my body. I'm turning into an asshole, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
And so lately, I've really been into like connection and kindness. I mean, I think I was into that stuff before, but I didn't value it quite as much. It didn't seem quite as necessary. It seemed like more available. And these days, I hope and I trust that we will come through this valuing those things once mm-hmm. we get tired of being mean to one another. I find it unfortunate that you know, the vaccine didn't create an opportunity to have this explosive, joyous reopening of life. That would have been really nice. Instead, it's sort mm-hmm. of this long, continual, soft opening. So as a group, we're not going to get out of this the same way we all were shoved into it in one moment. Um, yeah. yeah. It's too bad. But yeah. as I sort of crawl back into life, I'm like, wow, we have been changed by this. And I hope, you know, precisely because of what you just said, the struggle will, make, will have made us stronger and mm-hmm. I think will have made us better. It may not look like that immediately, yeah. but yeah. that's what I hope. Yeah, me too. It's been, been, a, it's been very difficult for, for the whole humanity. You know, I never thought I was going to go through a pandemic in my lifetime. You know, I like, thought, wow. It's been, it's been an experience, really, really an experience. 